to get with the programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. And Halpin, we still got to get you music. Uh, <laughs> one day. We need like some beep bop, beep bop. You know what we need is we need the uh, we need the theme yeah, music like from the computer. The, yeah, the theme music from Nerds. That's what we're doing here tonight. Uh, I was talking to the guys, and it's like we should. It's like and how Mike Halpin, ladies and gentlemen, from Known and Knowable. If you guys haven't checked out that Instagram, they've got all the stats for the season and some. He does a lot of work all over the place. You know, does some be friendly uh, a lot as well. And we recruited your services for this show. This is a show that stemmed from something we had done about three weeks ago. Bill, about three weeks ago, we yeah we tried to tackle the question. How to make the open matter again from a competitive standpoint, from a fan standpoint, and I think more from the fan standpoint. Well, I, it, you know, we, we, there wasn't a way other than to, it's like everything went to make the open. It was super dramatic and you can't do super dramatic. I mean, it, it's the open. You want it to be fun. You want it to be engaging. And we talked about how it needs to be engaging and we need to engage our community. And I mean, dude, we did a great job. Thank you. That was a great idea, my friend. All right. So to catch everybody up to speed, the concept was, oh, yes, I did come off that. I don't know if you're clicking that or I'm clicking that. But the concept is the end of quarterfinals, as we look towards semifinals, last year, the CrossFit Games team allocated minimum games qualifying spots for seven semifinals, being North America, East and West, Europe. Africa, Oceania, South America, and is that it? Asia? Uh, I like you got. Uh, and Asia. Yeah. yeah. I said Oceania, and then I think it said Asia. So there's your seven, right? They gave them minimum spots, and then they did what they called the DeHaunt method, where they passed around game spots based off the top 100 in the worldwide ranking system. And how they use the worldwide ranking system is that people got points on their finish in the open worldwide and then quarterfinals and then semifinals and then the games. And as you move through the season, the quarterfinals, semifinals, you got more points at the bigger events. And then you got the most points at the CrossFit games. The hard part there was they would take a two-year look back at past competition to basically give future competitions a competitive compensation based off the strength of the field. And I think almost everyone in this group and some didn't really sit well with us when we're looking at actual competitive competition on the floor as it's happening and looking at past performance as if that's supposed to mean anything in the present time. Right. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, the fact is that when it comes down to sports, the second it's three, two, one, go, anything can happen. And so I don't think that someone should get a buy into the finals because of, of those sort of things. So I, I personally had a really hard time with that. Um, and, and it should be the year of mm -hmm. that's the strength of that year, not the past year. And with that, right. and there's a couple of pitfalls is because Asia is guaranteed as it stands now, two spots for the games, South America, two spots, Oceania, three spots, U S semifinals, five each and Europe with five. That's the minimum guarantee. Africa had one. They have one man, one woman, and one team. And the big thing that you hear a lot of statisticians out there is that based off this current worldwide ranking system using two years looking back and this escalating point system through the season is that it's statistically impossible 
for Africa to ever get an extra spot. Matt, or my, 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 Matt, Matt, Mike. Whatever my name is. Matt, Mike. Tell us why that's the case with this current system. And it's something I know, I, I'll, I'll give the credit to Brian Spin. Uh, it's something that he wrote an article about shortly after those rules came out is basically, and as you said, there's two years to look back. Well, if it's a different uh, male or female athlete or a team, well, the teams don't count here exactly, but if it's a different person each time, they're only going to be able to get a few points. And not only are we seeing where the athletes, there's only one of them. Historically, those athletes don't do too well in the in the 40 person field at the game so they're not even really going to the games and getting the most points they possibly could right. so when you run that through the system africa gets one last year this year next year with the current system and so that's what we're trying to fix a little bit here at least gamify it within the season to say if you want more spots get more spots and here's where, the, here's where we're going to focus on for the next hour and a half. First of all, thank you guys for being here. We've got a slew of people coming to join us. We've got some people waiting in the wings, some surprise guests. But here's the system that we're creating going into semifinals this year. The open and quarterfinals, your worldwide placing in both, is your strength of field top 100 for the semifinals. CrossFit can still keep the worldwide ranking system for the fun numbers. The AP coaches poll in, you know, NCAA football or, you know, pro football focus of the top 15 teams in the NFL. Those are fun numbers to talk about, but these are the numbers that we want to use for the competitive landscape. So the way you finish in the open and quarterfinals will dictate the top 100 worldwide Averaging those places together. Mike has gone through and done all of this for us and some. Once we do this, this is the strength of field for semifinals. The semifinal strength of field. After we get those top 100, after three weeks of the open and three submission dates and quarterfinals, we're going to take that top 100 and then look at what the percentage allocation is at every semifinal and then run the DeHunt method. After that, we're going to get the legitimate strength of field because it's the strength of the field that is competing on the floor in the individual competition. So we went the next step and removed all team athletes who qualified in the top 100 completely out, moving up the next group of athletes and then running it one final time to get the final real in-person strength of field calculation using your performance in the open and quarterfinals, and then running the DeHunt method. And at the end of the day, we're going to see how much that changed, if at all. Was it one spot, two spots all around the world? Or was it the exact same? And then on top of that is we're going to show you guys what a weekly show would look like running this week to week through the open and quarterfinals. So uh, I guess nothing to it but to do it, right? Is <laughs> that the... Is that it? Yeah. One, man. A, lot Bring of, it. a lot of preamble. I, I know the comments are already wondering what they're here for. It's going to get good, I promise. Well, I have a vested interest in this getting good. Yes. But, so um, it, Mike spent weeks putting all of these numbers together and the graphics. So if it's amazing, this was my idea. I take all the credit. And if it sucks, you can just go to known and knowable <laughs> and just tell them how much you guys hated it. So without further ado... We're going to uh, send the wizard back behind the curtain and bring in our first guest. Well, 
well, well, well, well. <laughs> Mr. Andrew Hiller, welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone. This is week one of the 2023 CrossFit Games Open, and we are starting things off with our Inside the Leaderboard show. I'm chasing him with Bill Grunder, and Mr. Andrew Hiller is joining the show. What's up, bro? Hey. How are you? Hey, how's the uh, how's the bowels doing after your meat extravaganza? It, uh, oh, uh, they're better at the moment because I had some carbs. <laughs> oh, you had some carbs, yeah. It just they go uh, a long way. Bottle it back up. Bottle it back up. Well, I, th- I, th- I thought the meats were great, dude. Don't stop. Have you Don't been doing stop. it? I'm I'm a meat eater, dude. Yeah. Solely though, like not not solely, but like I'm I'm a meat and fruits guy. I'm a meat and fruits guy. Yeah, that didn't do me in quite like meat alone did. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, hey, we're going to uh, we're going to go through week one of the open. Before we get there, we'd like to talk about what the open actually was when we look at where we started all the way back in 2023, and it started off with 23.1. Uh, Bill, I know your thoughts on this open workout. Mine is this is one of my favorite ones ever. Program Hiller, how about yourself as far as this one shakes out? I think that this might be my favorite open workout ever created. I'm a big fan of this. What I'm curious to see is that we're going to run a strength of field calculation and the haunt method after every week of the open. And I'd be curious to see like how close this got from the final tally. Right. And so well, week and it's, one, it's, it's just ahead, so Bill. pure. It's so pure CrossFit of what we do. It has all, it's got all of our movements in there and it builds nicely. So it, what's great about it for being in the open is everyone can play. And then you'll get to that final part with the muscle-ups. Like, the elites will go through that, and it's like, okay, how, how many calories are they going to get after that? But everyone else gets to play. It's a perfect setup for the Open and for the community you know, in, involved to get in. And, and these are the numbers we're going to be looking at the entire time that we're going here. These are the actual numbers from last year's semifinals. Africa got one male and one female. Asia got two and two. Europe ended up with 11 and 11. North America East, 11 women, 12 men. North America West, 10 women, 9 men. Oceania, 3 and 3. South America, three, uh, 2 and 2. Now, something to note that the 3, 3, 2, 2, and 1 were what they were already given to start the season, so nothing changed. They didn't get an extra spot based off the worldwide ranking strength of field. So let's go back and look at what happened in 2023. This is what we'll be looking at. We'll be looking at the leaderboard. We'll go through top performances. For the men, it was Roman Karenikov, 306, Cole Greasaber, and Pat Vellner. On the women's side, we had Emma Carey, Mal O'Brien, <clears throat> just two points back, and Laura Horvath, just six reps back from that. Some of your top performance highlights, you guys can go see them on YouTube, Karenikov and Emma Carey's finish. And this is what we're doing here. Every single week, we're going to look at what the landscape would look like if we stopped the competition after every week and we'll advance forward. So we're going to take the top 100 in the open after week one. Something to note, these are your semi seven, seven, your seven semifinal locations. Every single semifinal will only get one as opposed to last year where we had fives for Europe and North America, three for Oceania, two for Asia, South America, and one for Africa. We are only going to start with one guaranteed spot. The next 33 are up for grabs based off the open performance with quarterfinals and the haunt method going from there. Hiller, just off the bat, what are your thoughts on 
maybe a single spot allocation versus these multiple spots allocations that they had last year? All you can do is potentially build upon the ones that never had a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, is, is that kind of the purpose of it? So yeah, it's, it's everyone it, starts from square one. Up, Africa never had a chance to get another person ever. Exactly. And the reason why Africa never had a chance is that if you only have one representative at the games every year, how can you get more? using the worldwide ranking system. But when you look at the open and the quarterfinals and it's wide open to the world and your other constituents, now these, I would say, tier two represented, not quality, tier two represented semifinals actually have a legitimate shot of possibly getting that extra spot in the future. Let's look at what it looks like after one week for the men. These are your top 100 spots allocated per semifinal <laughs> europe is sitting with 40 north america east 27 north america west 20 south america has seven oceania six with asia and africa ending up with zero if you're going to run the dehant method based off these top 100 for the men worldwide this is what your semifinal spots would look like Europe would get 14 spots for the men. North America East, 10. North America West, 8. Africa and Asia get their one. Oceania gets two on top of the one that they were allocated. And South America actually gets two as well. So that's what it looks like if we just ended it after week one of the Open. And I, th I think that this is a really important slide to kind of keep in your mind because we, we already said how great of a workout uh, 23.1 was and if we use that as a kind of a marker for CrossFit and we look at okay how is this going to look at the end like I think this is one of the most important ones and the fact that we lucked out by getting this great of a workout mm -hmm. as the first event to compare that to what do we actually have uh, that actually make it to the games and if you think about what those numbers were at the end of last year it was 11 Europe 11 North America East I think 10 North America West with two, three, two in Asia. So that is, yeah, that's it for the men as we look towards the top 100 cut line. Now, here's what's important because every week we're going to look at who's on the outside of the top 100 looking in. And I was talking to Mike the, uh, this morning and he says, here, Mike, I'm going to bring you in to confirm this. Tonight is helping Super Bowl, Cave Dastro. Is that... Uh, <laughs> My goodness, this yeah. this is what I love right here. Yeah. Uh, yes, to confirm, this is 96 through 105, and we're going to look at this every single week. And what this really looks like is who is fighting and who they're fighting for. So if you look at somebody like Keelan Henry from the 2022 games, he is sitting just on the outside. You saw zero athletes from Africa represented in the top 100. Ooh, I like the music for sure. And uh, just smooth Drama. here. Um, if he can fight and, and people alongside him can fight for those spots, they could add a, another spot to, to Africa. They're hard, they're hard pressed to do it with, like, as you can see right there on the cut line, just basically more and more East, West and Europe athletes, but it's, it's athletes like Cleveland Henry, and we'll see it on the women's side as well. That can really push the needle here for their region. And the other thing I asked you too, is that rough, just rough math, just for people watching along is that somewhere around three athletes can turn the tide to get an extra spot or lose a spot in and out of the top 100. Is that close enough yep. for, 
Yeah. For just uh, shits. Fuzzy I'm not going to say back math, of the napkin but, math. Yeah. <laughs> Along with the one that they get minimum, if they if they get to like a four, you're going to see them creep in and be able to get one more spot. All right. I, I got a question for helping before he leaves. What happens if, say, HWPO moves to Africa and they Ooh. bring everyone with them? Does it throw it? Does it really change the entire landscape of this or no? In this case, and we'll see it with athletes like uh, Michelle Baznet. Uh, she trained with uh, Taylor Self in, in one of the Carolinas, I believe, North Carolina. Um, and she still counts towards Africa. So it would depend on their Got citizenship it. and how long they've been there. We have seen athletes like a Roman Krenikov, who was in Asia and moved, obviously, to Mayhem in the East. Uh, he was able to get an exemption in that case. So he was all of his two years in the in the current crossfit system went with him um so that is a big swing for for these tier two regions as we're calling them um the of what they can really do if if, if there's a big hole or if, or the opposite that you're talking about if all of a sudden a bunch of athletes are pushed into these smaller regions and you have something more like back in the sanctional days and things like that where they could just sort of compete wherever they were um, that it could really swing that way yep all right Thank you, Mike. And uh, <clears throat> we'll be keep re we'll revisit this at the end of each one. And so that's the top 100 for the men. So now you can see it's like, okay, if you know North America West wants to get that spot back, then they're going to have to get three or four guys back up in the top 100. So now let's look over to the women's side. And after week one of 23.1, you have a 23-23 split. In North America, East and West, 41 in Europe, zero in Africa, six in Oceania, four in South America, and three in the top 100 in Asia. For the men, there was actually zero that they had that. And let's look at what those spots would look like going into semifinals. And that means European women currently are holding on to 15 spots for their semifinal and, and now it's only a field of 40 and you're taking 15 if it were to end after week one of the open that's so many dude <laughs> that's such a big chunk of the field right there what was the actual number 11 11 <laughs> right or uh Great. yeah yeah for uh for europe last year it was 11 11 for europe 11 for north america east and 10 for north america west so have you guys done this where you go back and you look at the semifinal field and you see who would have made it? And yes. Had, yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have that. We'll have that when you bring you and our next guest in for, uh, for week two, if you want to stick around for one more segment, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that sure. will close out the week one. As we said, we were going to look at the top 100 each time. And it's like, look, not only did Europe have 15, but they have three more women oh, right just on the wind. outside looking oh, in. Oh my gosh. It could be as high, it could be as high as getting another an, there's your three athletes if they bump in and say they knock out a east west in uh, North America now you're looking at a 7 and a 9 and 17 spots and what's crazy yeah, wow. what's crazy is you know that next event that's coming up it's a two parter so like it, it's it would be possibly very easy to have those three athletes bump up mm -hmm. you know based on based on what the points are so that, uh, that'll wrap. That'll wrap week one. As we close out week one of the Open, we will be right back with our new line of guests as we look forward to week two of the Open here 
for semifinals. We'll be right back. All right, back for week number two. We just had week one go down as we have new spots. We're going to welcome Andrew Hiller and Mr. Brian Spin from the Barbell Spin as we look at week two. Brian, I know you were in the uh, background watching week one go and uh, how'd that yep. first week go? Uh, Europe gets a lot of spots, right? <laughs> they, <laughs> they do right. They do right now. But as John Young likes to tell me, it's only the first week, so there's there's still a lot of time left. Just like any competition, don't don't judge it by the first day. And uh, what we're going to start doing going forward is we are going to start looking at who could possibly have been left out if these were actually going to be the final spots each week as the Open. So we finish week one of the Open as we look towards week number two. And week number two is going to kick off with uh, a little bit of a two-parter. Uh, some would say a potentially burpee walk, uh, burpee pull-up walk, depending <laughs> if you're uh, Andrew Hiller and Bill Grundler, <laughs> followed by a one-rep max thruster. Now, this is where it gets interesting, guys, because we talk a lot about maybe single-modality tests in the open, specifically lifts. I know I've said that quite a bit. With this type of strength of field scoring system, where it's heavily weighted on the open, what do you guys think about something like a single-modality test being in the open now? Oh, I, I still don't like it as a with the number of events of events that you have to deal with. Um, at least you have the open and the quarterfinals that all kind of, you know, uh, uh, count to that. But remember, if you have someone that can lift really, really, really big and that's their kind of their one trick pony into there that, you know, that's going to help with a lot of points. Um, but what about hurt too? Right. But you got that athlete. Oh, I can't hurt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the last thing you want is if you don't have the numbers, whether it's, you know, the uh, on the uh, the burpee pull up here or on the lift, then it's going to knock. If you're right on that bubble, if you're on that line, then you're going to hurt your entire region, not H just yourself. Hillary, what about you? I just can't wait to see what they come out with this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to make sure they can't walk this year. <laughs> All right, week one down as we look forward to week two. Here's what we have on the docket. We are going to look at the week two winners and their top performances. We're going to redistribute the top 100 after two weeks of competition from the Open, as well as run a new DeHaunt method for the game's qualifying spots. We already did that for week one. As a refresher, this is what we're looking at over the next six scored weeks is how close is it going to get to last year's CrossFit Games strength of field, as we saw the numbers earlier between the men and the women. Every semifinal was allocated a certain number of spots. In our system, it's only one. That leaves 33 more spots available for these semifinals. So let's look at top performances in week number one. You have 23.2, Charles Coran, Diego Calderon, and Victor Jungdahl. 
for the Burpee Pull-Up Shuttle Run. Mal O'Brien, Fisagafi, and Runalyn Eglund out of Europe for 23.2A. 23.2B, no shocker here. <laughs> if you guys know who sure. Graciano is, that 375-pound thruster, uh, followed by Brett Presley and Martin Pfeifferlick, and then 23.2B. And this is actually a thought interesting here, is that outside Barrett Coons, on the women's side, you have Kelsey Keel and Christine Middleton, who are quality athletes that aren't just out there hitting a lift and piecing out. Much different it seemed for the women than it did for the men. No, that's, that's absolutely right. When you think about, um, especially like, uh, Barrett Coons, right? Like because she finishes first, it doesn't really impact the leaderboard, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's more about when you have these athletes that are sixth, seventh, 15th, 38th, who are anomalies. They're the ones that impact the leaderboard when it comes to these one rep max lifts. Right. So it's okay to have. Olympic lifters jump in on this and take the top 10 spots because everybody loses the same amount of spots. It's those kind of far end of the bell curve athletes who, but aren't quite the highest where you can have some separation where Kelsey Keel or Christine can, mm-hmm. can get extra points against the rest of the field. And so what I'm curious is that, is that you have those athletes that maybe don't have the biggest thruster. They're great, phenomenal athletes. And with this scoring system using the open as part of it, you could lose a couple hundred spots on the leaderboard and fall out of the top 100 and not be a factor in the strength of field for semifinals the way we're doing it. Oh, absolutely. Which, as we said before, Bill and I is like in this new system is like programming, once again, is the focal point (laughs) of this system. And how do we do it appropriately? Yeah. And that, I mean, especially when, when you if you have a system if they take this system that you have set up here if they take it this way and they now have the importance of the open and it actually means something it can't be just a okay it's a community anyone can do it because it now it matters you know and it's it's got to be built in a way that you can have the community as well as your elite level actually get after it and have it mean something where they're really pushing to get those points because you're right when you have everybody involved you have a bad lift that day, that could very well put you 300 spots out. All right, let's look forward to the highlights of the weekend. These are your top athletes for 23.2A and 23.2B, just to watch some people lift heavy. <laughs> and this is what we're looking at. We're going to take the top 100 out of the open week in and week out. After this, we'll look at quarterfinals, and that will also be combined with your worldwide place during the open plus quarterfinals, every semifinal is going to get one allocated spot and only one. After that, we're going to use the DeHaunt method used to allocate the game's qualifying spots to see which semifinals will get those extra spots. So after two weeks, we're going to take a look at the men, and here is how things have changed since week number one. Europe dropped nine athletes out of the top 100 North America East gained those nine. Asia and Africa are now on the board for the first time. They both had zero after week one. Now they have two each in the top 100. Oceania lost two. South America lost three. And North America West gained one. Massive shifts after the second week of the Open. So, Brian, do you think that's all on the lift? 
Because I, I I can't see these athletes really getting get being knocked out of the top 100 for burpee pull-ups. Like yeah, it I mean, has to be the lift. So this right here, what this is telling me is okay. Europe is not as strong as in North America because there was a swing of almost 10 on both sides. Yeah, which if is you're, nuts. If, if you're just gonna if you're just gonna stereotype Europe's CrossFit men, they're just not as strong as. Say North America. I think Will Brandsetter just uh, put it out a, there for everybody. It's a very, I mean, obviously you got the Bronis laws and things like that, but just if you know, you also have a plenty of Victor Hoffers over there, and you see like they're going to be great at gymnastics, mm-hmm. you know, moderate weight. But when you get to the high end strength, you don't think of Europe as being that, and that's generally what you see, um, especially in the top 100. Most likely, those guys that were. 80th to 100 that really increased that number to 40, they probably dropped out. All right, let's look at what the DeHaunt method will turn into. Justin Medeiros actually fell out of the top 100. <laughs> After week number two. But look at this, west, east, east, west. Sign. This would have been the first sign. First sign. This is, yeah, this is it. Hiller knew when. Hiller knew when. <laughs> well, helping, helping new win. Yeah, helping new win. That's right. And so now we look at this is that we know that Europe dropped nine. Well outside the top 100 because they're not even in this 101 to 105. But you also see East and West as an opportunity to move a couple more people in there. And so let's look at the new DeHaunt method. And here's where it stands after two weeks of the Open. Europe drops two. Oceania drops one. South America drops one. And those four all go to the North America East semifinal. Just suck them right up. Look at that. And the, the one all. thing I, I, we want to look at too is that what are the implications of this if we look at what happened at semifinal? So, for example, in Oceania, Jake Douglas is sitting in third. His spot would be taken in this new format if we but, stopped after week two. But let's not jump too far ahead because at this point, Ricky Garrard is still in it. Ah, that's true. Ah, that's true. That's a good right? point. He hasn't broken his shoulder yet. Yes, so. but you know, for for all points and purposes, we'll so just go what's on the board. Sure, but like you know, if you're looking at this in the open and thinking like Ricky is still going to be part of this, like Oceanic only getting two and knowing what Jay and Bailey did at the games and right. their potential, add in Ricky. Right, because Ricky's points all see. counted going into that season because he got hurt before semifinals. Right. right, so you don't see what Bailey ends up happening in that situation most likely. So let's look at other implications here at other semifinals for the men specifically. We'll go up to the European semifinal because even if they took the 12 for the men, that is one more spot than they even got last year. They got 11 last year. And if you look at your 12th and 11th place person. That's actually Fabian Benito and Colin Bouchard. So Colin would effectively make it in if they took 12 from the European region after this, the hunt change for this. But the big one here is the North America East, which, I mean, there's a lot of talk last year that that's the strongest one, at least between the West and the East. And everybody just started migrating it's like the opposite of what's happening now everybody actually started to go west towards california <laughs> versus uh versus the other way hard 180 on that one. right and and now they see it's like oh shoot i got i got 14 spots if you look at last year spencer pancheck austin hatfield 
Tyler Christoffel. Those are your 12, 13, and 14 if we're taking 14 from this point on. Uh, Spencer made it, so it was 12 in the East last year. Yeah, 12 in the East last year, yep. so you've got your 13 and 14 yep. as those extra spots that they just got after this spot allocation. No changes really in South America because they got two. Asia only getting one since that's the one spot allocation for the men. Let's go over to the women's side. They had 41 in Europe, and it's dropped 10 spots after week two of the Open. North America East gains seven. West drop three. Look at Oceania. Let's go. Oceania <laughs> added five. Africa added two. The DeHaunt change after the cut line, we've got three athletes from North America. Olivia Kerstetter currently sitting one of the Carn Freyoa, actually. She actually probably moved up, I would say, or 2A maybe hurt her a bit. But let's look at the spot allocation. Oceania jumped from three to five spots from that. Asia dropped one. Europe dropped three. North America East gained two with two and one South America and Africa, respectively. And let's take a look at the North America East women gaining two. That was the normal spot that they have, so really not going to be a huge change there. Paige Semenza being your last one in, just as it was last year for that semifinal for the North America East, but you look at North America West, and that's eight, right? Eight spots. So now the question is like, who would be, who would have gotten left out last year if they only took eight? And the Kelly two names, Baker. Kelly Baker and Bailey Rail. Oh man, sitting at nine and ten, tied at four fifteen. Oddly enough, with Danny <laughs> Spiegel two points Spiegel. back, right? So nine and ten would have been knocked out. And the big one here is that Oceania move. And this is, again, this is without Tia because Tia didn't do quarterfinals. So her, she was completely removed from the leaderboard when it came to that. So even without Tia in using the open so far is that Oceania bumped up five to five qualifying spots when it came to this. And if you look at who that's going to be, Caitlin Van Zyl and Maddie Sturt sitting at four and five, based off two weeks of competition, three scored events of this semifinal system that we have going on. That's the shakeup. And now, as this goes along, these swings will probably be less as we work our way towards the end of the quarterfinals. But just to show is like, that's a week one show and that's a week two show. And as we switch gears here, what are you guys' thoughts on... Uh, the mood swings for semifinals so far. Go, Brian. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you've, you've now had two two scored events in one week. So, you know, it's – you have a lot of movement in that. And so, uh, like you said, it's going to have less and less. And now the focus is really going to be on those athletes in the 80 to 120 range and what they're going to be doing, right? Because – the athletes who now after three scored events who are in the top 50 are probably going to be there. We've had enough variety in the movements to know if you're the top 50 athlete, you're probably going to be there. So now we can really focus on who, how many, how many people in, in the region 
are just outside the cut line and how many are just in. And you can start to see how those shifts are going to start to, uh, you know, how to, how they're going to occur. And you now can focus on 40 athletes that are probably really, really important. Mm -hmm. Cause uh, I mean, we're talking about athletes on that cut line that we probably wouldn't ever talk about and put any emphasis on the competitive nature of what their impact is on the space without this. Yeah, just, Justin Medeiros' 23.3 is a lot more important than it was right in the last system. And as I said earlier with Mike, is like three or four athletes in and out of the top 100 is the difference between one spot given to your semifinal or taken away. Yep. Yeah, and I think if the men, if I remember right, there was like three from North America West just outside the cut line with Justin. So all three have good 23.3. They get that extra spot back. Love it. And you have to think about like how this is going to, how this would play out week by week through the open. Like the fact, you know, how, how someone comes out big on day one of, of semis and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, they're, they're up in the front. That would last a week and then continue on for an entire week. So like throughout the open, we have that same excitement of, okay, well, who's going to go now? We already kind of know we have a preview. We already mm-hmm. know what's going to happen for this particular year. But if this kind of creeps on next year, then at week two, it's like, okay, we now know who's, we now know who's there. We know who fell out of that top 100, who moved into that top 100. Now, who are these people that are that gatekeeper sitting there at, you know, at, at the, uh, either at the 99 or the 103, trying to get that their region, another, uh, another game is another game spot. So there's almost teams. And now, now what's happening is you're, you're getting teams within your region, just trying to get allocated spots as we get more and more points, as we get more and more, uh, further and further into the open and, and then into the quarterfinals. Yep. Dig it. Well, that's the uh, end of week two. We have one more week of the open and then we will be 50% of the way of the events that will be qualifying people to semifinals and deciding what the strength of field will be going into semifinals. Hiller, Spin, thank you guys for rolling with us. Absolutely appreciate you guys. Thanks for the support for uh, our, our fun show for the day. So thank yep. you guys. Have a good one. All right. As we close out there, uh, we will bring in the prettiest man I know. (laughs) And (laughs) Oh, look at that shirt. Look at us. Uh, Look at us. Look at us. Mr. J.R. Howell. Welcome to the show, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Uh, It's a little bit later for you. So it's, uh, you're in vampire mode. I see. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Kids are in bed. Uh, are you doing that in their bedroom and that's why you get all the lights off or what? (laughs) <laughs> they're just right there with the sound machine sound on well you got to be in the background for the last uh week or two what have you thought so far based off this i think it's awesome i think getting to see what what the open has the potential to bring back you would say mm-hmm. is just really interesting and i'm I've, i'm already like trying to figure out how the leaderboards and how the spots are going to shift after the uh snatch workout well, we know that uh, what is coming up, as JR said, is 23.3. And as it was announced last year, it was that snatch ascending ladder with double unders and wall walks and strict handstand push-ups in that second round. And the way this is going to shake out is I think a little bit like we saw in week one is that the, I want to say the, the better all-around maybe CrossFit athletes will rise towards that top 100 after week three. JR, how do you think this one compares to that first event? 
the first event, the twenty three point one, as far as like crossfitty for the uh, the community and the elites uh, altogether. I think it holds up for sure as one of those classic tests and quotation marks. The only thing I would say about this is it's very heavy in muscular stamina mm. versus week one just being kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah. And, and then what we saw chunk skills, a little bit of weightlifting, moderate to light loads. I think this is, you know, for a lot of people, it ended up just being, can I snatch the last weight or can I not? Right, and then right. another tier of people, mm -hmm. can I get through both sets, all 40 strict handstand pushups? And we saw a massive swing, especially in the European men and women almost exactly losing maybe nine to 10 of the top 100. And Bill was talking earlier, most predominantly leading because of that one rep max thruster. Do you see any of that possibly happening, even though this is a ladder, something similar to that with the, uh, between say Europe and North America? Uh, I actually think it's going to come back the other direction, but maybe half as much as it shifted the first time, if that makes sense. All right, so we know the workout. We know who were your top three after week number three. Tola Morakino, 744. No really surprise there. That dude just, right. he, he's so good at gymnastics, and he's one of the strongest guys in the field. Sam Cornway out of North America East. So actually you have three North America East athletes in the top three with Jake Berman rounding out your third after 23.3 on the women's side. Danny Spiegel takes it at 742. Sasha Nieves out of South America, 745. And Emma Carey with 755. A bit more representation in the top three of these women. And highlights of your top performances in the women between both the men and the women in 23.3. And just revisiting, if you guys weren't here for our first two shows of the Open, we are looking at the top 100 now at the end of the 2023 Open worldwide. From those 100, we're going to allocate where they are in their semifinal regions and then run the DeHaan method. Again, every semifinal will just get one guaranteed spot for a game's qualifying position at their semifinals. The next 33 will be distributed based off the top 100 men and women worldwide after the Open. So let's see what happened for the men. Europe drops another five spots. North America East gains another three. West finally moves up on the board. They've been losing athletes over the last two. South America gains one. Africa drops one, Asia drops one, Oceania stays static at four. So we are curious to see how that would happen. JR, what are your first thoughts on seeing this? That, you know, for the longest time, people have been screaming two things. One, Europe deserves more spots, and then Oceania deserves more spots. So seeing them drop a little, but still being strong, I'm, I'm really curious to know when it all shakes out, when we see this next screen, is what everyone's been clamoring <laughs> for going to come to fruition or is it going to be a nope gotcha they actually got it right the first time yeah <laughs> Halpin, you got some stuff to add that's for this I'm, change that's why i'm here let's <laughs> let's see that next screen all right all... so before we get to the next screen let's look back at what it actually was last year for the men one for africa two for asia 11 for europe 12 for north america east 
nine North America West, three for Oceania, and two for South America. So after the Open, with the top 100 spread out across semifinals, here is your DeHaunt method for the men after the 2023 Open. Oh, well, yep. let's talk. Yeah, let's jump into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I... Well, no, you're good. Um, yeah, not too many notable names here. Uh, Seth Stalval, I think a few people know him. Um, he was actually talked about on a show this morning with uh, Savan and, and the Jakes over at Mayhem. Uh, and then uh, Seong Jung Kim, hopefully I'm getting that one right, holding it down for Asia just just outside the cut line. Same with South America, um, Bruno Mar- Marins. Um, if they, as we were talking about, if they can jump in, if they can do some of these things. And so if you go over to the next one, we break it down a little bit further just to show where some of these athletes are. So we, we've seen that, that Africa has one athlete. Darren is solid into the, into the top 100. Um, this does go down to the 125. So we're not seeing a Keelan Henry. We're not seeing a Jason Smith. Um, some of the athletes we, we've sort of know um, and are notable from the games and things like that. As Brian Spin brought up um, on the previous show, Ricky Garrard is still in here. So um, this is all pre-shoulder injury. He wasn't on a bike at the time during the, the open <laughs> here. Um, so we we do have a good contingent from, from Oceania. But as you can see here, uh, we're going over some of these tier two, as we we're calling them, regions. Who isn't here is, is South Africa. So if you want to go over to the next one here, we can really dive in there. And just to jump in is like tier two, we're looking at quantity of spots given to them by the CrossFit games, not the quality of the athletes competing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so look how many are in South America. Yeah. And just outside. So this does go to 125. As I was talking about, they have five athletes in and four athletes right on the cusp. I mean, again, Bruno, uh, Mars, I think as Will was calling, uh, <laughs> uh, is, uh, is just hanging outside the door here. Um, I was going to make a leave that door open, uh, reference there, but, um, that's good. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but four athletes just outside, um, and, and could be knocking on that door to get in. And it similar to what we saw in Oceania. I think we're going to see that again here. Um, this is the type of movement that would be in a show like this, pushing athletes to say, Hey, I can't just sail the open and hope to like beat out my competitors here in the region. I can actually go and win something for my region. Right. I mean, you look at say, okay, one one look how close you were. Should you have pushed a little bit more on say that one workout where you're like, Oh, it's just a tw- top 25. Who cares? I'm going to quarterfinals, right? What does it matter? I don't need to push there. Now you better get that extra burpee pull up. Or that extra shuttle run, or those extra five pounds. You go to the next slide. Look at the names on this list. Who do you not see? Uh, Well, oh, you're good. Guy Malheros. He finished the Open in 420th place. That's that's the type of athlete that I'm talking about that they never really had a reason to do the Open at this level. So getting inside the top 100 by the end of the Open or by the end of the quarterfinals through this whole thing, that can really matter. And you get to see athletes like a Guy actually push for more spots because he was the odd man out. If we remember back to the semifinal. Yeah. God, he was in 400 in the open could have actually pushed more spots in there. Well, I mean, you got four guys knocking on the door in the top 100 already without Gimal Harrell. So now you're looking at five. And as you said earlier, three to four in and out is the difference between an extra spot. And I'm pretty sure 
Gee would have liked that extra spot last year at semifinals. All right, I jumped the gun a little bit, but let's take one more look at what the actual spots were last year in 2023 going into semifinals. Africa 1, Asia 2, Europe 11, North America East 12, North America West 9, Oceania 3, and South America 4. Here are your open the hunt scores after the 2023 season. Europe drops another two. And those two spots go to North America. East now has 15 spots after the Open. North America West has nine. And if you want to take a look back at what we're coming from, Europe lost one based off what they got last year. North America East got three more. And the North America West was relatively the same with nine spots. Oceania, only two though. Hasn't changed since week two. Not to overlook what they don't have, but they have lost a spot that they were guaranteed last year from the beginning. Let's see who would be in on, we'll just start with, uh, let's just start with Europe for the men as they dropped from 11 down to 10. So your 10th spot for the European men goes to Michael Wesolowski. Actually, I think it's that's totally said it wrong, but I was really good at it. Fabian Benito, odd man out. <laughs> odd man uh, out in 11th. Man. Right? And then, so, okay, let's go to the other side, and we look at North America East. Now they're rolling with 15 qualifying spots when they had 11, or sorry, they, they had 12. And that is actually going to be Austin Hatfield, Tyler Christoffel, and Evan Rogers in 13, 14, and 15, where last year Spencer Pancheck was the last man in. Hatfield's pretty good, right, JR? Yeah, he's really good, man. I'm, I was really really impressed with him before crucible just like some of the things he did in wadapalooza qualifier and then obviously missing out last year by one spot in his first individual competition so crucible was his second um but wow, i mean seeing him in person second event his second individual competition wow. i mean here's the deal like i i know i'm a little bit of a homer very biased when people come and do my competition but 300 pound snatch 400 pound clean you see what he did Damn. with a really really high skill based programming against some games athletes and other athletes that have been knocking on the door and i mean he's he's really really good and his background is like soccer baseball and i mean so he has some endurance he has some freaky strength like i think he's just got like a 235 strict press for four or five jeez like he's, wow he's got that and he's and he's built for it right like yeah, his his, his anthropometrics are, are are perfect so i'm uh yeah, I know I'm playing him up, putting some pressure on him, but I'm I, I expect him to make the games going away this year. All right. Well, that is your men's the hot game spots after the 2023 CrossFit Open. Let's look to to the women. 100 spots. Europe lost two. South America gained one. North America West gained one. East still sitting at 30. Africa has three. Asia 2, and Oceania still rolling with 11. Damn. Your cut line, 
On the outside looking in, South America has one on the outside. Matilda Garns and Astrid Peterson. Those are two European athletes that they need in that top 100 that they lost after 23.3. And then obviously anything the East and West can pick up. Allison Scuds being one of those names that we know. And then, you know, helping you're looking at who could be making a difference. And, and the reason why we're showing this is because we are actually closing out the open and we're all eyes on quarterfinals. And these athletes in red outside the top 100 need to know where they stand in the top 100 and knowing full well What's about to happen in quarterfinals is all on them and their other four athletes. Let's just look at South America, for example. If those two can get in, they may give themselves an opportunity to get that extra spot where they wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, Sasha, Louisa, and Victoria, uh, names we know. Um, Sasha from Proven and and Louisa and Victoria from Mayhem. Uh, But the real story, I, I think you were saying it on the previous slide, Africa has three. Um, uh, Brian Spin called it out early, early when this got announced. They can't get more than one. These are the three athletes that can go and do it. And we're not seeing some names we we obviously know from from uh, the Africa women's side. So that could that could mean even more. Um, yeah, Lee, Christina, and Mariska, they're doing what they need to do to stay in the top 100. We'll see if they can stick around through through quarterfinals. Moving over to Oceania, as we said, they had 11. 11 inside the top 100. And Go, it's an 11 without without two without very Tia names, one and Kara, right? Name. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, I mean, well, Kara won't be there again this year, but Tia's coming back. But then again, it depends on where she gets allowed to compete next year. I, I'm curious what that looks like as well. Right, and like that point I made 10 minutes ago, that was actually, I was I had the women on my mind. So I was thinking about the European mm-hmm. and the Oceania women that everyone's been saying, hey, they, they should be getting more. They should be getting more. It wasn't the men. I apologize for misspeaking earlier. But when I look at this list, and obviously like Down Under just happened, and I think about what you said with with uh, Kara and Tia, I would be more shocked than any other result if we see this slot coming up and they're not getting more spots than they got last year. Well, on cue, this is what they got (laughs) last year before we get to what they get after the Open. The women, uh, Africa got one, Asia two, Oceania three, South America two. I'm going through those because those numbers are what they got from CrossFit before they even ran the DeHunt method. They got no extra spots after the strength of field calculation using the worldwide ranking system. Europe, North America East both got 11 North America both got 10. So let's look at what the DeHaunt score looks like for the women after the 2023 Open. Europe drops down to 11. Now that is the number that they had last year. Oceania holds at five, but they have five versus the three they only got last year. Asia just one. Africa, there it is. Africa has two spots after the 2023 Open with South America getting their second spot after just allocating one, and then lowly over there in the North America West, eight, eight women out of that. And as we saw in week two, that's Bailey Rail and Kelly Baker missing out if we looked at the semifinal finishes from last year. What do you guys think about Africa getting that second one now? 
It's, it, I mean, it's monumental for them. It like, shows the opportunity and the potential, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. I mean, we. what's great is the fact that we, we want there to be an inclusive. We want everyone to have representation so they have that. But then this also allows for if you have your level of athletes that are able to bump up into that top 100 spot, you just now you now mathematically deserve to have more people represent your region at, at the games. And that's what I think that's what's really cool. They've never had that. It's like here's your one token spot now or whatever it ends up being. And we'll divvy it out to everyone out, you know, to everyone else. But now it really matters. And now when you when you have those athletes that are very close, I would make a road trip up and say, hey, I'm going to watch you Ooh. perform so you can get into the top 100. Because I'm I'm number three guy and I need to get in. I mean, yeah, you just look at like we said, Australia holding on to five with all eleven women inside the top one hundred. Now we're shifting focus. The open is over. This is accounted for fifty percent of the strength of field for semifinals. Now we're going to look towards quarterfinals. You would hope that those eleven are getting in a group and saying, "We have to stay here. We have to like let's all." Go to a gym for the next two weeks leading into quarterfinals and make sure we push each other to stay in the top 100. South America, same thing. We saw two or three outside the top 100 that could potentially get in. Now they should probably get together. Now these are the names we're talking about, right? We're not just talking about who won, who, who is the best. Like We're talking about people on the cut line. People, uh, we talk about storytelling all the time. We're talking about people we've never heard of, and now we're putting a massive importance on who those athletes are after we look towards the open. So Halpin, we're rocking and rolling. I'm going to drop you back is the man behind the curtain and bring a man who forgot his shirt <laughs> as he is, is pulling, uh, he is pulling an Andrew, Mr. John Young. Welcome to the show. I know you've been in the background watching this sipping coffee and doing bicep curls, but uh, you got to watch Ovaltine, three actually. Oh, Ovaltine. Nice. You're yeah. 60 years old. That's good. Is uh, <laughs> what have you, what has this been like for you seeing these three weeks go just using the open for the scoring system so far? I love it. I love, I love seeing the differences. I love seeing Europe get the respect that they're getting. And, um, it quite frankly, I don't want to give, uh, helping too big of a head, but, uh, I feel like this is how we should do it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why we're not doing it like this. Cause I, I think it's so much better than what's what we have going on right now. I'm just going to bring you in yeah. so you make sure you can hear that. <laughs> I heard it. For I those of you guys just know. joining, all of these slides, take my shirt off. all sorry. yeah, all these slides <laughs> and numbers. This is all Mike Halpin. So if you guys like what we're putting out there, thank this man. All right, get back in your get back in your corner there. Get in your box. Then. Get back in your box. All right, we are done with the open. And so if you guys are just joining us, we are doing the semifinal strength of field using only the, your performance in the open and quarterfinals. If you guys don't remember, last year quarterfinals, there was three submission windows during quarterfinals with five events taking place. Events one and two were done or were due for submission window one, events three and four, submission window two, and the fifth and final event for submission window three. And we are going to recalculate the top 100 and game spots allocation after every submission window. Now, as this leaderboard shakes out, this leaderboard that Mike put together is combining the open performance and every submission window performance in the top 100. So you are getting 
the real-time top 100 after every submission window, not just the top 100 in the quarterfinals only. So let's take a look at what we have coming up in this episode. We've got quarterfinals submission number one. And in this one, we have two, I guess I should say what they called them then, even I don't want to, tests for the quarterfinals. And as we look at the first one, it is that ascending ladder of squats with descending weights, handstand walks, muscle-ups, and chest-to-wall handstand push-ups. We saw that as event number two was the double or the single cross-unders with that 12-minute AMRAP, dumbbell snatches, and overheads. John, seeing these two events as the first one, uh, JR, thank you for your uh, time, sir. Now you got to bounce. Take Sorry care of those. We don't get to talk, JR. Take Have care of those you. babies. Oh, good, John. John, I expect my wife not to be able to fall asleep when <laughs> the voice raises and you go on one of your rants. So I, I'm expecting <laughs> that when I jump off. I'll try to keep it somewhat quiet. Thank you no, very no, no, much, I JR. I love it. When, it's a party when you start to raise your voice. That's what we need. Yeah, well, what, are you serious? <laughs> we, need that, we need that kind of response. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thank you, it. JR. Later, JR. So, John, when you look at these events, for the first two after what we've seen coming out of the open, you know, what do you think about as that, what type of effect it might have in different semifinals based off what we've seen so far? Well, I think the first event would be kind of similar to the, I I'm willing to bet the first event is similar to the first event in the open. Um, I, I love the first quarterfinals event. I'm interested to see what the results are, but I bet, I bet they're, pretty similar. I don't know if they are or not, but that's my guess as far as like how many spots make it. Um, the second event, that's anybody's guess. I hated the second event. <laughs> Guys, I, I don't know if you tried, like did the second event. I, I was one of those people that could not do the crossovers. I could not figure them out. I can now, but I couldn't then. And I'd get to the dumbbell and do it unbroken and then just sit here for two minutes to do 40 freaking crossovers. So, and I know I'm not the only one. So, like, I guarantee – I don't know how that would skew. Are crossovers more prevalent in Africa than they are in North America? Like, that's maybe that's Africa's shot if they just master crossovers. That's a good point. You know? um, so, I think that, I, that workout in itself, I think, is a little skewed just because of that skill. But mm. I don't know how that will show up. I don't know how that will show up across uh, the world. Well, well, I think that'll be one of those things that we talked about with the uh, the one rep max lift is if someone really Fs up on those crossovers and they're an athlete that's sitting up at like 80th, mm -hmm. you know, with, with the, they have a chance that they can get dumped down. And so you, you, you can have a shuffle just based on that, on that weird movement. And it's not like John, it's not like John, it's not like you're a bad athlete. But all of a sudden you get something, you're like, what the hell is happening with this dumb crossover? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was a, there was a lot of discussion about that particular movement, but that's one of those movements that if you have someone that's up at that, up towards the line, you could have some shuffling up there at the top. And that's important for some of those athletes, especially if you're in Africa or a South Africa. Well, and this is what we're looking at is that, okay, how is the different semifinal regions going to perform with these events? And we look at the top three, two out of Europe in the top three for the men. If you look at the women for quarterfinals test number one, two out of the North America East and one out of Europe for event one. And let's shift over to two 
and you see West East West with that top three for the men on the women after quarterfinals test two, Oceania with Ellie Turner, Emma Carey, and Von Thurman Moe out of Europe. Highlight scores for the top two events are here linked on YouTube. And just to, if you're just joining us, we are running a strength of field calculation for the semifinals only using the worldwide performance in the open and your worldwide performance in quarterfinals. We have finished the open and now looking into quarterfinals. They will combine for a total top 100 leaderboard. We had Mike Halpin do all that back-end work. Once you find the top 100, as it's currently rolling with quarterfinal submission one, we will allocate spots. I got to bring them in right away. Just do I'm going to stop talking. Just I have to... It. I have to bring this guy in right away. Three o'clock in the morning at whatever country you are. Pedro, Mr. Hey. Coffee Paws and Wads, thank you. What's up, buddy? Good morning. If, if you're expecting any sort of analysis, <laughs> wait for me. Is it, did you just throw your headphones on while you right before or after you went to the bathroom or what? This is green screen. I'm, I'm actually still lying down in bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Welcome. So, all right. So let's look at the top 100. Again, these are your seven semifinals. Every spot is only guaranteed one. We're going to use the top 100 combined rolling leaderboard from the open and quarterfinal submission date one to see where your top 100 are. And here they are after the open and stage one of quarterfinals europe has gained four in the top 100 for the men north america east dropped five a west added one south america dropped one africa now has zero oceania has moved up to six now if you guys remember last after the open they only had two Games qualifying spots after the Open. So these two athletes moving into the top 100 could be big for them. So let's see what happens after we run it. And there it is. Those two spots got them one extra games qualifying spots after huge. quarterfinal stage one. It's huge. South America East dropped two spots, now down to 13. Europe got one spot back. Asia and Africa still have their one. South America still have their earned one. That's an important thing to note. You only got one guaranteed spot. So South America still has an earned one spot, but Oceania got that one back after just one week, or, or sorry, two events in quarterfinals. See, John, they don't do double under, or, uh, the crossovers in North America East at all. Look at that. Just what, that. You, just what you wanted. They do in Europe, but they don't in, on, the, on the East Coast. Well, I thought the first event would have shaken out um, the way uh, the way the first event in the Open did because the first event in the Open was very heavy towards the Europeans, wasn't it? Right. Yep. Yeah. Forty. And that that uh that first quarterfinal workout just seems. It, I know they're not the same at all, but it just it just if you're good at that one, you should be good at the one in the quarterfinals. You just got to be a little bit strong, but not a lot of bit. Pedro, I know we're not going to get a, a lot of analysis from you, but uh, helping through something in is uh, something I feel like you're uh, getting better at is Mary fuck kill Oceania, Asia, and South America. <laughs> hey, I don't like this. He killed me the last one he did. Uh, and I don't think that was very nice. So. <laughs> John, listen, someone, over someone has to bite the bullet. Look at that. Someone has to bite the bullet. Now, if you guys um, don't uh, go, go ahead, Pedro. 
I just sorry Asia. Okay, you can you can guess the rest. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't remember the spots from last year, one for Africa, two Asia, three Oceania, and two South America, with eleven for Europe, twelve for the East, and nine for the West. That's what they actually got last year using the worldwide ranking. But with our system, after just phase one of the Open. Europe has the 11 that they did get last year. Oceania got their one back. Asia did lose one. South America or uh, North America East still has one more than they had got with one less on the North America West. So if you look at that, we can take a look at what the West would be. Uh, on the Oceania semifinal, obviously Jake Douglas will get his third place finish back now that Oceania got their spot on the men for the West is that we'll look at what that ninth position is. That was Cole Sager. So that's the number of spots that they did get last year. So that's, we're, we're pretty close to what we had last year so far after one week or sorry, one stage of quarterfinals. Let's look over towards the women after one stage, there's some red out there, and all that red is jumping solely over to the North America West women. They gain six as the East loses two. Europe stays the same. Asia still keeps two, but those 11 at Oceania now down to 10. And Africa loses two spots, so they could potentially lose that second spot that they had after the Open with South America in three as well. A lot of double dutch in California. <laughs> <laughs> sunny out here, you know. It's sunny out here. Let's click over to see what the spots are now. And there you have it. Africa did lose that one extra spot that they had gained after the Open. Oceania dropped one from five down to four. And North America West gets two extra spots that they didn't have earlier which is matching what they had gotten last year. North America West also had 10. After stage one of quarterfinals, that's where it stands now as we look forward to stage number two. And this is where it's going to get interesting, not just because it's the, quote, moving day of the quarterfinals, but some of the more unique tests as far as, uh, yeah, that's one way to put it. We have the, uh, basically a clean and jerk test for <laughs> test number three, but the one that we all fell in love with was test number four, and that was the unveiling of the V-up. And what a wonderful idea this could be if you thought crossovers could throw a wrinkle in the leaderboard qualifying for semifinals. We'll see how... V-ups shake out. So let's take a look at your top scores in uh, submission to Norman Woodring at 357. Demetrius Fatio out of Europe and Jeff Adler are your top three for the women. Laura Horvath takes Danny Spiegel by three seconds and Paige Powers just three seconds behind her. How close that was with people not competing next to each other was, was pretty fascinating for test number three. Justin Medeiros ties with Yonikoski for 600 reps. I'm sure that felt amazing the next day with Samuel Cornway with 592. On the women's side, oh, the dynamic duo 
And another tie at the top, Ellie Turner, Olivia Kirksetter. I feel like this was one of the, this was the time where I thought Olivia could probably have a chance at making the games if she's doing this in what people would consider just a cardio grinder event to match her strength. This is where I thought she actually may be setting herself up for a potential run at the CrossFit Games. I yeah, definitely think that was definitely uh, the Jacob Hepner influence for sure. I mean, he pushes her so much. So it, you're right. It's good to see that she actually had an engine. We knew she was strong, but I, I didn't. I didn't think she had a mature enough engine yet, especially on this event. This is a sneaky, like really great workout for her. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I didn't. I didn't remember that she was first place in this. I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if Ellie and Justin judged each other. <laughs> um, it's just that's just odd that they're both first like, well and especially no. with so much rowing i would assume someone more built like annie would fare better on what was considerably a row workout but then once you got into it you realize that just the core fatigue and muscle like local muscle failure that was a big part of it too and long levers is not your friend when it comes to a v-up no sir. or a ghd setup <laughs> question question for you guys do you think we will see those again Seeing that there was so much, uh, no, hell no. <laughs> They're done. They're done. <laughs> I, didn't, They're I gone. didn't expect that answer to be so uh, abrupt. That yeah. that was that was kind of like when they tried kettlebells the first time, and people were almost getting fights on the regionals, and then they're like, "Okay, we're never doing that again." Don't even th don't even joke about it. Yeah. All you're gonna do is farmers carries, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's good. That's not going to happen. That's what I hope anyway. I'm in favor of no more V-Up. I was just curious what y'all's <laughs> thoughts were. Pedro, I am actually curious of what your thoughts are so far on this concept of using open and quarterfinals only in competition just for the semifinal strength of field. What the fuck is going on? No, I'm <laughs> um, I like what's, what's the likelihood of this like being achievable as in like I really like the concept. I really like the idea. Um, there, the I guess my question is: there's so much scope for them to fuck this up. Like, is this what kind of manpower would this take for them to do for them to get it right and for them to turn it over quickly enough? Like, is this something we could one Mike Halpin? Yeah, one Mike Halpin. <laughs> well, this is this is with the benefit of hindsight, though, as in, like, well, okay, in, so in I'll, I'll bring Mike and, in for this. Is that? It's harder to retroactively go back and score this than it is to just get it in real time. Okay. It's, there's an odd, that's an odd thing to say, but, that, that, but it's true because if you did this in real time, all you're doing is looking at the top 100 in the open every single day. And then all you're do, really doing is looking at the quarterfinals top 100 every single day. I guess you have Don't to wait retroactively. I have to like look in the middle. And then, yeah, that, that was going to be my other point, John, exactly, is that this is really is easier to look at if you're going to say like, well, I, I tried to say it as many times in here as I could. This is all tentative. And I'm trying to treat this as like if it was a live show um, right after the events happened. But you're going to see swings, uh, especially that V-up workout that you, that you were all were just talking about. I mean, I knew athletes that dropped like a rock uh, from – straight out of qualifying for semifinals just because of that V up. And so that could definitely swing things. And so if you're going to present it like this right after it happens, and then basically say like a week later or a few weeks later, like, Oh, by the way, this is all different. 
there is a final show here that we'll get to. And that the idea of that is for it to happen after it finalizes, take out the teams as Chase talked about, and then be able to do that. As far as manpower at the moment, with some of this already done, it would take me uh, maybe an hour prep before the show would happen. They would, all, they would only need a small team. Right. <laughs> That's good. That's what, all they what, have. That's good. What, what about the fact that, say, like the quarterfinals window closes like a week before semifinals, like that that side of things, does that kind of mess it up where you could you could do this show and then there could be some drastic changes before that final show? Yeah. But and. Go ahead. They got that problem either way, but yeah. I don't know yeah. where you were going to go, Chase. Yeah. It, well, for honestly, like we said, is like we think this is a more engaging system for people to follow and a more meaningful system for athletes to compete in, heading towards semifinals. Right. And regardless, they have to finalize. The yeah, they have to do it anyway. So before <laughs> semifinals, so and and their system today is somewhat similar to this. They're going to do 17 spots versus 33, but their system is also, they can't announce those spots until they finalize. So like, I mean, they're going to give five to the, to the bigger regions and, and whatever it is to the smaller ones, but like, they can't say that North America, Eastern Europe has 10 until they've finalized. Mm -hmm. And so I saw a comment early on of like, even with this system, like the top 100 would then you'd need to basically go down and watch reviews down through the top 100, because then it really matters here versus just applying some points over the last two years. That's really true. Like they would have to really dig in and say, like, did we find the right top? Not even just who made semifinals, but who, who was really in the top 100. Mm -hmm. well, but I think like whenever they finalize their numbers, whenever and as they're as they're playing out, I mean, it's it would just be basically a number like a number grab, right? You just grab the numbers that are there. It wouldn't be us necessarily doing the okay, was that video good or not good? Um, right. Did it pass or not pass? It yeah. would be like okay, once all of the numbers flush out, then all this stuff can happen. The only thing we can't do is say okay, well, we know what did happen, so let's go back and see well who would have made it in or wouldn't have made it in. We just say here's who's on the bubble right now. So what we're doing is yeah. we're pumping all that up and then talking about the top 100 as far as like who's going to get because of that top 100, who are these other names? And, and you know, that that allows us to talk about other athletes that are in our space that would never normally get talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, which I also think it's just a great it's just a great way for people to give a shit about the open. Yeah. Quarterfinals. I mean, at the matters, end of the day, and it matters it, and it all matters top to bottom. Compe competitors and, and to fans. All we want all year is stuff to talk about, like a, re a logical <laughs> reason to have to talk about stuff. Do you know what I mean? And if yeah. you have an extra, whatever, four or five weeks that you have to talk about stuff, this is what we want. I will say though, it is pretty fucking risky to start a branch off podcast from a podcast. It's a dodgy move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. So let's move into week number two. Halpin, thank you for jumping in to help us fine tune what's going on here. And so let's look at what we have coming up after quarterfinals submission number two, that's event three and event four. Any guesses or bets on how this middle combo is going to shake up the top 100? I think uh, North America East is going to have less 
two people in North America. West will have plus two people and Europe will have minus two people. And the other two will come from somewhere else. Bill. That was very specific. <laughs> I mean, was I, was, I was just specific. waiting for like, I think Europe's going to lose some spots. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say too. Um, yeah. I, I think that uh, I, I'll split, I'll split your difference a little bit on the North America. I'll go one to the West two, uh, three to the East, but I think Europe's going to lose. Uh, I'll say or, or Europe loses three. And uh, don't worry, Pedro, I, I'm not going to ask you. Africa gained six. <laughs> yes. Hey, Oceania was really strong, right? Oceania might gain some. Yeah, Oceania they, had they a lot in the thruster, right? They gained a they gained a lot in the thruster one. Yeah, they they had eleven in the top one hundred after the open and ten after submission window one. Again, if you guys are just joining us, we are only allocating one spot, one guaranteed spot to every semifinal. The top one hundred of the open and two submission windows in quarterfinals will be our leaderboard, and then we'll run the calculations off of that. And whoops, the men <laughs> in Europe go up. I was, talking, I was talking about the women. I didn't know we were getting <laughs> Right, yeah, of course, of course. And uh, the, the men gain two. Now, I, almost, I bet that would be more centered yep. around the V-up one than anything. Versus the, yeah. the the lift. North America East drops one. West stays the same. South America loses one. Africa gains two. So they were at zero. They got two back in the top 100 after stage two of quarterfinals. Matched with the open. Oceania drops two. And Asia keeps one. Your top 100 cut line. Europe, even though they added two, now have three wow. more athletes waiting in the wing. So this is where we start to look at going into this. Is, so this is after uh, phase two. We have one event left to determine who's going to semifinals for one, who's going to be in the top 100, and how is that top 100 going to allocate the other game spots. There are three men outside the top 100 in Europe who just got two more people in the top 100. North America, West, and East add one more with Daniel Cuck and Mark Hutchinson. This is what we're looking at worldwide, 72nd in Asia. You've got two not necessarily solid in Africa after the second scoring stage of quarterfinals. We have one event left to go, so they're hanging on by the grit of their teeth. Oceania, Luke Fowler out in 122 is going to get a phone call from all four of these guys and say, hey, bro, we can't have only two spots to the CrossFit Games, but South America has four on the outside looking in. And as we're talking to Halpin, three or four guys back in the top 100 is almost a guaranteed spot using the DeHaan method. So after the second window... We are now looking at a one-event opportunity for these four athletes to get themselves in the top 100 and get South America one extra games qualifying spot. And this is what it looks like. 11 in Europe, almost no change after stage one. Or sorry, stage two. North America East with 13. This is the first time we've had no change across the board after a semifinal, Asia gets their one, Africa one, South America still holding on. Like South America still has that one earned spot with two. 
and they have four guys on the outside of the top 100 going into the final event of quarterfinals. They could have a shot to get three spots to the CrossFit Games. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I'm sorry, but like, if you take the top six guys from Oceana, all six of them will beat everybody from South America except maybe Guy. Right, except they're not. And he's doing not even that. in the in the graphic. I, is he yeah, but I mean, like here's here is like here is what is happening. Whether it doesn't seem right or not, like the numbers are right there. This is the only you, people in the top one twenty five. And South America has be. more people in the top one twenty five than Oceania does. Yeah, after, no, it's off for performance. One hundred percent performance based metrics. Dude, right? Lose it, lose it. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> are you serious? Uh, <laughs> but. When did I say that? When, when did I? That? Uh, Wednesday the twelfth. Wednesday. I don't. I don't remember. Between um, four to six p.m. Central. I feel. I feel. I understand. It's based on performance. For one hundred percent, South America is deserving. It just doesn't seem right because I know in the games. You're right. The, exactly. Oceana will be way better. Everybody, like you, can go down top ten. Right. And it probably would still be better than top two in South America. And that's why this is so fun to go through and make this matter more because then maybe Oceania is not effing off anymore, just limping their way towards semifinals, knowing they've got their top 30 guys and realizing that spots are on the line now in South America has basically a two-man lead. Are taking them to school. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's what and we want to see. And it's also, a, it's another uh, leaderboard that we, that we aren't used to seeing, a running leaderboard from the open straight into uh, the quarterfinals. So it's compiled that way. So it's not like, you know, once you're done with the open, it is what it is. And now we're looking at the quarterfinals all by itself. Like they're all together. So that we're building that top 100 there. And that, that makes the numbers a little bit different. But we also know that no one cared about the open the last time they did this. So that's where these numbers are. So if they did care out of the gate, you're right. These numbers would probably be a little bit different. At least I'd hope so. And again, this is where everything stands after the open combined with quarterfinal one, quarterfinal two, and one event left in quarterfinals <clears throat> going into the third submission date. These are your numbers with one week, one event left to go for the men, which we'll get to after... We close things out for the women after the second quarterfinal stage. North America East gained four, and they took all of them from the West. Civil, <laughs> civil war here. <laughs> 29 still in Europe, two in Asia, one Africa, three in South America, holding strong with 10 in Oceania. This is your top 100 after two submission windows in the quarterfinals combined with their performance in the open Solberg out of Europe outside looking in everyone in Australia is looking down here at Marnie Sykes and saying, please come back up to the top because we enjoyed those five spots we had going into quarterfinals after the open. And then you have East and West, but the other side, we focus a lot on here. These athletes need to watch their back too. Oceania, 98th with Georgia Pryor. East and West, East could take another one, right? If West drops out. And then Africa holding on, like they need that. They need that and probably plus one 
going into that. And so let's look at some of these <clears throat> other semifinals. And Mariska Smith in Africa, she's at 118 with the only athlete in the top 100 currently, Christina Leviticus. In Asia, they have two, 35th and 76th. Cross the Dewan, however you say that name. Dewan Jung. She's freaking killing it. That sounds dangerously like John Young. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sounds more like John Young than Chong Young does. <laughs> I was going to say something that would for sure get me canceled, but it just sounds like they said John Young's name. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, South America, three in the top 100 with one on the outside looking in. We are only looking down to the top 125. And then we have Oceania, who had 10, but they have two more that are inside the top 125. Mike, I'm going to bring you back in before we look at the final week of competition and get to that last 100 spots after that fifth and final event in quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And so as we shift gears here towards that, closing out, this is where it stands. We do have shifting for the women after four events in quarterfinals and the Open. North America jumps to 12. Like we said, they took four spots from the East, so the East drops down to or sorry, the East goes to 12, West women drop down to nine. If you look at the West women, right now, Bailey Rail is actually holding on to that ninth position with Kelly Baker on the outside looking in. The West actually got 10 last year at this semifinal, so, and they're tied. At 415. So if we looked at who would be out and who would be in based off the number of spots they got, Bailey Rail would be holding on to that ninth place position. As we said, the West, the women in the, or sorry, in the East, they have 12 for the women in the East. If you look at Paige Semenda is in 11, and Annika Greer, who was the odd one out. Now back, potentially, in a game's qualifying position if the East were to get those 12 spots. Shifting gears, it's all coming down to this. We've gone through five scoring weekends, three weeks of the Open, two quarterfinal submissions, third and final one, fifth and final test, as we are determining who not only will be actually qualifying for semifinals out of quarterfinals, but what the top 100 is going to look like, as well as what game spots are going where. Test number five for the men, Pat Vellner. Guy Malheros makes a surprise appearance in the competition, getting second in Luis Oscar Mora. We look at on the women's side, Laura Horvath basically dominates everybody by 40 seconds in a sub-five-minute event. Emma Carey and Mal O'Brien just behind her. Overall, this is your quarterfinals overall. Justin Medeiros with 27 points. Pat Vellner and Dallin Pepper. 
These are your top three coming out of the quarterfinals only. Mal O'Brien dominates the field. Now, what was interesting here is I don't think people remember is that Lor Horvath actually beat Mal O'Brien in, I believe, four of the five events. Uh, yeah. But it was that one event, I think it was event one with the handstand push-ups, that, that Laura did so poorly in is where this point discrepancy was. But if you just went event to event, Laura won four out of the five. Hence why Laura will beat her in the games. Ooh. Ooh. Um, guys, did any of y'all do this workout? No, I had one arm. <laughs> Phil, did you? No, I didn't do this one. I cannot don't, tell don't you. Don't bother asking me, John. I, I wasn't going to ask Thanks you. Thanks for right. not asking us. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I cannot tell you how much this workout effed me up. Uh, if anybody wants, this is the sne- one of the sneakiest workouts I have ever encountered. And I guess uh, these people are just, you know, fit enough. It's not sneaky. But I got to the last nine rope climbs at like 530. And that workout took me 12 minutes. That's what it was. It was a rope climb event. Everyone raced oh, yeah. to the rope climbs, and then it was like, okay. Yeah, I did three. I did three rope climbs, and I literally could not feel my hands. <laughs> it, felt, it, felt, it felt like I felt like how Rich Fro- in 2010, Rich Froning. I'm like, <laughs> and and like the people at my gym were looking at me. They're like, bro, why aren't you climbing the rope? And I'm like, I can't. I can't <laughs> hold on to air. Like it. It. It was insane. That's so funny. frustrating. That's funny. All right. Top performances in test five as we go into our final top 100 calculation with a twist at the end. From these top 100, we're taking their performance in the open worldwide matched with their performance in the quarterfinals worldwide into one scoring top 100. As your map again, we start only with one guaranteed spot. Everybody gets one, and now we have 33 more games spots available. Here is your men after the fifth and final event of quarterfinals and the Open North America East gains one, Europe drop one, West drops one, South America. We were curious could they get another spot? They gain one. Africa loses one. Asia bumps up one. Oceania holding steady at four. Only four in the top 100 after quarterfinals and the open. This is your 100. Three men in Europe fell out of the top 100 after the fifth event. That opened up the door for some Kylan Souza moving into the top 100. North America West and East as well. This is how close it was. Jake Douglas dropped out of the top 100. Zeke Grove got close. They were 16 spots away. Kike Servanet and Benjamin Gutierrez were getting close. So South American Oceania, four for four in the top 100. As you see, Africa and Asia as well. And here are your final, not necessarily officially yet, top 100 men after the opening quarterfinals. Europe has bumped up to 12. North America holding at 13. That's the East. The West stays at 9. South America keeps their earned spot at 2. Africa at 1. 
Asia won, but Oceania lost that third position after the fifth event of quarterfinals. What do you think, John? They lost one. What do you think? I don't. I think it's funny how it's kind of uh, pretty similar to what it ended up being in the first place. I Let, think. I mean, I think that's pretty cool because it's a different way of going about it. I do think this way is better, but they're not far off, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And like, and like, not being far off, but giving giving the right people like the right amount of spots to like, for instance, Europe, uh, I think is way, way better than not being far off and giving those spots to like an Asia or Africa, no offense to Asia and Africa. No, but, so, and, yeah, that, and we'll touch on that at the very end of, right. I think why that's important, even if there's, they're not far off or even if they're the same. And I think that'll be a, a good closing argument for, a system like this. Let's shift gears to the women after quarterfinals. European women gain two, take those one from the east and one from the west. South America still has three in the top 100. Africa one, Asia two. Oceania still holding steady at 10. Your top 100 after the open and quarterfinals. North America east, west, and east. You've got on the outside looking in. Marnie Sykes so close to bumping up to try to get 11 spots for the women as Andrea Solberg. And look at that, Europe, 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 all jamming up in there. At Chase, that was mean, man. What? You've been building up Marnie Sykes this whole dang show that she's going to creep in there. <laughs> and then, and then, and you, and knowing, knowing that she probably, that she didn't make it. I, I, I honestly, like you I said Marnie Sykes after every workout. Man, Oceana, <laughs> hold out hope. Marnie yeah, Sykes yeah. is going to do it. You let then, down yeah. everyone. <laughs> That's not what I meant. That's not what Maybe I meant. Maybe she would have tried a little harder if this was real. <laughs> yeah, if this was real. She had Chase on her back. The if whole this time. was not real. Feel like she, he was building her up this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that when, when I was doing it. But uh, all right, here's your top 100 all the way down to 125, how close it was for South America, Asia, and Africa. And Oceania actually got almost even closer. Sykes out by one. So they still have 10 inside the top 100 with Grace Walton at 106. And here is your final after quarterfinals and open. North America West loses another. That means Bailey Rail and Kelly Baker, who were ninth and 10th at semifinals last year with the 10 qualifying spots, would miss out in Europe for the women. On the women's side, you have... Oh, this is a good one. As I share my screen, Europe got 12. And that 12th person last year, if you guys remember, was Jacqueline Dahlstrom. Oh, wow. <laughs> Would have gotten oh, that 12th spot. Controversy never sees the light <laughs> of day. John. Thank she, you. Never, she never joins HWPO. Everything changes the whole the butterfly is, effect. Guys, <laughs> guys, this is why Mike created this. Because all, he's so mad true. about all the hours he put into Lane Eight, <laughs> and, and this longer. never happens yeah, yeah. if if uh, this if that retribution. About. Yeah, Chase. Chase is like, man, how <laughs> full circle, he, he full circle. I don't understand why he's so keen to do this, and how he's like Lane Eight, Lane Eight. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, it'll happen. So yeah, there you go. So Jacqueline Dahlstrom gets that that position. 
uh, that Europe got in here. As we said before, uh, Oceania does claim one more than they were given officially last year, and that spot would actually go to Caitlin Van Zyl, who was fourth at 525. And then remember, old Maddie Sturt, if we just got that extra... Just that one She's point. on the upswing now. On she the upswing. Great. On the upswing. It's, so it's, it's interesting as well, though. Like, if you, like, so Grace Walton was in sixth. It's interesting that there could be somebody who's sitting outside the top 100 who goes to semifinals. And I love the idea that the other people would be like, you fucking dick. Oh, yeah. I guess uh, if we're going to go on the train of just running people over with buses, 106 Grace Walton. And then where is, uh, where's my girl? Where'd you but go? She went, she went team. Oh, yes. That's another yeah, so that important is, piece of the puzzle. The next, the Pedro, next. what a segue. I what think, a segue. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, the segue. We should segue. I'm so, all right. So here's the deal. That is not the end. That is just what the strength of field looks like more with how the game system does because they use the strength of field after two years of competition in a worldwide ranking. Open place finishes quarterfinals place finishes, semifinals and cross-it games with a two-year block of competition, adding those points together. But from the open to quarters, you get more points. From quarters to semis, and then games, you get more points. Here, we're looking at just open and quarters as their performance, but their strength of field, they never remove team athletes from the strength of field or age group athletes from the strength of field and in my opinion, when you look at strength of field, you're telling me, I want to see the strength of the field of the athletes who are on the competition floor competing against each other. So we had Mike take the extra step and the preliminary finish of what we just had, had all team athletes in the top 100. We have now gone through and we are taking out all team athletes from the top 100, rescoring the top 100 and redoing the DeHaan method to see what at all would possibly change with the strength of field. And before we get there, these are the men athletes removed from competition on the top 100. You have three from Europe and three from North America East. And what does three mean? Three. Uh, yes, thank you, Mike. And three being that number where you could potentially lose a qualifying spot. And here's the subtle change of your top 100. No change in Europe, even though those three dropped out. But from the east, now keep in mind, those people going out, new people are coming in when it comes to this on the top 100. North America East lost two spots. North America West gained one, and Africa gained one, taking out team athletes from the strength of field. And this is for the men, right? This is for the men. So this is your new top 100 after we take out two team athletes. South America, Kike Severnay was just one out. Europe, no change there, but you do have these East and West, and Keelan Henry sneaks up in there to get Africa at least one more athlete in the top 100. And here is the change. With team athletes removed 
The East loses one spot and the West gains one spot. Now, if we look at what the real numbers were last year, if you look at the East, they had 12. They ended up with 12. But the West, who had nine, now they end up with 10. So what does that mean? We go to the North America West using the strength of field of the open and the only people competing live in competition, Mitchell Stevenson out of the West busts his stick of always missing by one place and gets his cherry. Is that what you're looking for? Now he's, he's now he's made it before he's made it before, but he always seems to be that last man out and he gets in if this system was in place in that 10th qualifying spot. So there is a change with this system, at least when it comes to the men. What's truly remarkable here is that for two weeks, I have struggled to use a clock while talking. And Chase, <laughs> Chase is managing to fill dead air while bringing up a leaderboard, click through multiple slides. All I'm thinking of is, I can't even click go. And stop. <laughs> He's he's like a he's like a uh, casino dealer right now, talking Wait, and singing drinks and Chase. playing cards all at the same time. Are you telling me when we take the team athletes and we put them in individual that Marnie Sykes has a chance to be in the top one hundred? <laughs> uh oh. At the end of this, at the end of this rodeo, I guess is that, is that what is that what you're telling me? I don't know, but let's also forget the the one thing we didn't say was <clears throat> Oceania still gets two. So they lose one spot based off what they had, and then Europe gets that extra spot. Um, so there's no change there, but there's a change. And at the end of all of this, you do have a change for the men. Now let's go look towards the women. More athletes on the women's side are removed from this. You have, what is that, eight that were in the top 100 prior to, as well as another three that would have been in the top 100 if they had stayed. A girl. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Marnie. Sorry. She, she bailed. As, as Chris is pointing out in the comments, she was on Royce's team. So. Guys, this 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 show has just turned me into a Marnie Sykes fan. I've taken <laughs> this away is, from this it. is the most airtime she's had in. That's true. Annie but uh, that's Royce. again, hey, that is go why. Go follow Marnie Sykes if you're watching. Yeah, this, there you okay? go. Oh, Marnie is going out with Bailey Martin. Okay, yeah, look true. at that. See, but okay. So here's here's. I love actually that John is pointing that out because now we're talking about more athletes. How often do we hear we only talk about the favorites? or we only talk about the best, or we only talk, we are talking about people that are in like the bottom 100 or that you would have never heard of otherwise. And we are telling you that these people actually play a major role in what happens in the CrossFit game season. Isn't that what we want to do? 100%. 100%. All right, so here's what happened. North America East lost three. West gained one. No change in Europe. Asia still holding on to two. South America gets one, and Oceania gets the one that they didn't have after teams pull out. This is your top 100. Grace Walton. Look at that. She was at 106. Now she's up to 96. Valentina Rangel out of South America moves up in the top 100. In Europe and Africa, look how close they got. Mariska Smith, just four spots out. 
And so what we want to look at is you were only four spots out. What could have changed in your performance in, say, the Open when it didn't matter to you that would have paid dividends six to eight weeks down the road and maybe got your semifinal a whole nother games qualifying position? I'm not putting that on Mariska. I'm just saying on any athlete that is close to this cut line to get into the top 100. That's what we want to look at. That's what we want to talk about. And here it is. One more change. Oceania still gets four. Asia, Africa, one. South America earned that spot, so they have two. West goes back up one. They were at eight, so that Bailey Rail. Bailey Rail gets that spot Kelly back. Kelly Baker. Oh, Kelly Baker was 10th. So no, Kelly no, Baker no. was all Bailey, Bailey and Kelly were tied. Right, but and, um, Kelly was 10th. Bailey was 9th on the leaderboard. This is the most yeah. this is the most Annika Greer thing to happen in and <laughs> she gets she's the reason she's she's in all the time and then the very end it's like oh sorry we took out the teams you're gone Annika it's like oh okay yep. yeah we, we took out all the team athletes and it made it worse for you <laughs> yeah but yeah so Bailey Rail gets her spot back because originally they only had eight so that meant Rail and Baker were both out after or before team athletes were taken out. So Bailey, who was in ninth, gets that spot back. And as you said, uh, Pedro, is that Annika Greer, who had the 12th spot, had it taken back. And just for an example of what they actually got is one in Africa, two in Asia. So they had lost one. Everybody gets one to start. Europe at 11. East at 11. West at 10. Oceania at 3. South America at two and Europe got an extra one. And that was Jacqueline Dahlstrom who was 12th last year at semifinals and they only took 11 Oceania got one. And the one they took from Asia to Europe and the West from Oceania. So that, or sorry, Oceania taking it from the West. And now, here's your fields of 40 for semifinals based off your top 40 after quarterfinals. 12 games qualifying spots go to the East. Notable athletes left out because last year they had 60. Alex Vigneault, who qualified 57th, would not have qualified for the North America East semifinal. For the North America, sorry, North America West, for the North America East This is for the women, 11 spots. No notable names were left out as far as games athletes. Not necessarily, you're not a notable human being. This is, we're going through games athletes. You you heard it from Chase. You don't matter. Yep. I'm just, I'm just steamrolling everybody now. North America West, 10 spots for the men. These are your top 40. Again, 20 basically wouldn't have qualified in this new format, only taking 40. In the North America West, nine qualifying spots. Bethany Flores would not have made the top 40 based off her finish, which was 52nd out of quarterfinals. She had ended up qualifying 15th at the CrossFit Games that year. Europe also losing 20 spots. They're only taking 40 this year. Yellowhosta for the men, 12 qualifying spots. And think about that. Dude gets 10th, should have been rookie at the games, and, you know. And listen, this next year, it's going to be really hard for him. 
Yeah. Like he, he's going to be on the cut line of making semifinals again. Ooh. He's a very, you know, Brent Fikowski had struggles like this too. And yellow host is not as good as Brent Fikowski. I wonder though, when the bar is moved, if you just move to the bar, you know, like when it's like when the line is moved, was he was he just that close to not making it? Because well, well that's the retrospect argument, right? You know, if I, I know mean, there's 40, only forty, and sixty are pretty close to each other. Like that's not comfortable. Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, I guess we can look at who was right on that cut line for the men in that uh, top forty. Go to the women's side; they'll also get twelve spots based off this. Uh, Rebecca Vittison, who had qualified for the games out of the European region last year, 25th at the games, 55th after quarterfinals. So all things considered would not have made the top 40. Asia got their one qualifying spots and they have 10 new athletes in the field for their semifinals for the men. I'm not going to say these names because uh, we'll just start sweating. I think you should try. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Can we like just go down in the line? You get the name that you pick on. So Bill gets the first one and I'll, Peter will get the fifth one. Well, we'll I feel like John, you have to say number one. <laughs> you want me to say number one? Yeah. Oh, oh, I was talking about the green guys. Oh, okay, you don't want to say Oh, John, hey, John Young. I just, I, I just I'm feel the, like uh, best Asian woman in CrossFit. Y'all don't know this. I'm just trying to get you canceled because I feel like if you said it like there, it'd be like you trying to use an Asian yeah. accent to say your name. Um, <laughs> John Young. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right, well, I think it's Duan Young. It's a shame this show is never going to happen. Juan Young. <laughs> All right, uh, Na Kim, Siwan nice. Huang. May May Hazan, Shai Zhu Hung, Haibin Zhou, Nina Huna, Jamie Ng, Yeonjin Wee, Liran Jin, Sophia Hikash. Now, listen, I need Sevon to do the exact same. Here's the thing, though. (laughs) I'm actually kind of surprised how that went because, oddly enough, their names are way easier to say to me than any European name. Yeah, you did great. (laughs) Those are good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here before uh, let's get out of let's get out of here. All right, ten more athletes here on the go. men's side. Let's let's we got the South American women. Did I skip the men? No, I did not skip the men. Uh, Hold on, is, is Macarena Vlasanovic? That is no way. That's Spanish. How did you find that so quickly? That's a that's a Russian name. What right about there, Kiara right? Priscilla Schneider? <laughs> that's that's a German if I've ever seen. Yeah, it. I was gonna say, are we talking about that Argentina contingency, that uh, lineage there? Are we gonna? <laughs> oh gosh! We're, I mean, we're two hours in. It's, yeah, no, I didn't say what that. Are you, what are you doing? I didn't say that. I just said German heritage. That's all. Yeah. Know your history. All right, moving on. Uh, South American men taking two qualifying spots. Uh, Andron Primo actually makes it back to semifinals. That, and if you guys don't know old uh, regional days, is Andron Primo was is was one of the better heralded dudes in that regional for for a long time. So cool to see him make it back up there in the top forty. If they are going to take forty. Oceania women with the uh, four games qualifying spots. They're also getting 10 more. And I don't think we, anyone's really talked about that as much as these other semifinals is that Oceania is getting 10 more spots to semifinals than they did the year before. I didn't think about that. 
And for the men out of Oceania, only two qualifying spots in this format. As we come towards the end with Africa getting 10 more spots, one game's qualifying spots for both the men and the women. And that brings us to the end. And as we look at this now is... We were only, what, a couple of spots different, Oceania, Europe, and North America, taking out all the spots. Very, very close, not too dissimilar from the worldwide ranking. And this is where I wanted to wrap is that we got to spend, obviously these shows to be on a weekly basis, but we got to spend, predict, talk about athletes that we would never normally talk about week in and week out actually having impact on games qualifying spots in the season we were close enough that I don't see a major issue with this format for one, right? It doesn't shake up the entire world. It does have some small changes. So when you look at this, the question I'll, I'll put to you guys and John, I'll have you go first is that if it's this close, does it show that this is a feasible system that doesn't change much based off what they had planned. And we're not saying like good or bad on the worldwide ranking. We're just saying that's the system that they had. With the emphasis this puts on the open and the quarterfinals and the engagement in a week-in-week -week basis, is this something you would see viable to actually use as a new system for qualifying people to the CrossFit Games? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, like we, we ask this question all the time, how do we make the open matter? And because the athletes don't care about it. And the easiest answer is money. There's not enough money. They're, they're raising affiliate fees. There's not enough money to go around. Right. Um, so like to make it matter that much for the athletes, especially the, uh, like the smaller tier guys, like the Marnies of the world. And, and I also think, I also think it's really important, um, that the one or two spots that are in the different regions, I think those matter a lot. For instance, if you gave West one more spot, Danny Spiegel's in. Danny Spiegel makes a difference at the games. Yep. Uh, you gave one more spot to Europe. Um, Jacqueline Dahlstrom gave us one of the greatest moments in, in the games. We saw a little girl lift a really heavy sandbag. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that sounds stupid, but it was freaking awesome, right? She yeah. spent 40 seconds to lift that sandbag <laughs> that most men can't lift. And that's, that's those one or two spots. And, and so like, I know it's like not, it's, it's very close. It's very close. Like what I don't want them to think of like, well, if it's that close, we'll just do what we have. Right. Right. Cause it's not like it made a big difference. It does make a big difference. Those one or two spots are everything. And then like you guys said, it makes the open matter. You can update it week by week. So that's talking points, right? Everybody loves that. Like it makes the whole little season matter especially those on the brink athletes, the, mm -hmm. the ones trying to crack the top 100. Well, and um, I love that point you just made just to go back to, so this is the women's final, the hunt allocation. If you look at Oceania, that fourth spot's going to Caitlin Van Zyl. You can't tell me that she had the potential to do something at the CrossFit Games last year. This spot that, you know, Bailey Rail got back, okay, 
uh, Annika Greer losing out here. But as you said, that Jacqueline Dahlstrom that you get in Europe, like these are athletes that can and have made an impact in competition before. They're not just like arbitrary. Oh, but the, this random person made it because of that. Like there's names that are and aren't making these things. And I love, I love what, uh, I, I, I'm not biased about this. I love this comment, but my dad just said a comment on here. Earning spots is way better than allocating spots. hundred percent. And that, that, that like hits when you say it like that. I just like coming up Pedro's face with the comments. That's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think that is, um, I think the numbers are close because we're taking the performances and the feelings of how it was last year. And so that's why we don't have a big swing. I think if all of a sudden all the athletes where the open mattered and the quarterfinals mattered, I think that there would be a little bit more of a difference. Maybe but, not. A huge and they know it's on the line because, you know, exactly. as Mike made up, he's like, look, you four athletes in South America, by name, if you get into the top 100, in this next event, going into the last event of quarterfinals, you can get your entire semifinal an extra spot to the CrossFit Games. Like, knowing that information, we talk about making something matter, right? right. But as you said, it's like, would you rather it all come down to the final event or you'd have done more during three weeks in the open prior to quarterfinals? Right. And you think about it, those people, they'll know who they are. You can't, right. Can you imagine the gyms, like say your gym, you're in South America, you know how the freaking South America CrossFit Championship, whatever it's called, like it, they're crazy, the fans down there. Um, like if you get your gym and it's it's uh, Anderson Primo, um, and if he can make the difference, right? can you imagine everybody gearing behind that guy to right. absolutely send the last quarterfinals workout? And then- okay. On top of that, can you imagine knowing that information and getting someone local in Brazil, because I think that's where Primo's from, go to his gym with a little media crew, local crew that we can get in contact, like CrossFit can get in contact with, and just live stream it? 100%. Yeah. Well, you also have to think of even redoing workouts. Like, I, I mean, that's always like a little bit of a touchy subject. John said he couldn't feel his hands after a little bit in that workout, but- like you have athletes that probably did this final workout on Friday or Saturday, but they're going to look at something like this and go, Oh wait, I could probably fix it by 10 seconds. I mean, that sounds probably like a lot, but if I just stop staring at the rope one last time and actually get up there, I could possibly jump up the leaderboard and make a difference. And like you said, put, put a focal point on that, on that affiliate, um, like win something for this community in this region where right now it's just sort of like, ah, well, I did the workout on Friday. I don't, I'm, I'm fine where I am and I'm going to make the semifinals, but I don't really need to go back and do this. If you're, if you're a top 100 athlete and I'm talking like up towards the top, you're not a known athlete yet. You're a good athlete. I mean, you're obviously, you're a badass. you're up there. But if you, if you were coming up to that last event and you and one other athlete or whatever needed to get into that top 100 and all of a sudden Jeff Adler and Pat Vellner show up at your gym to root you on, to get you in so that your region can get two more athletes in there. You don't think that you're going to go a little bit faster. 
you get to hang you're gonna have the best of your you can see them giving you in. tips hey do it like this yeah. i they promise you this way is faster That's yeah right. they, they need they, it's right now. they're riding on your performance they're too riding, right they, they need that spot just as much as you do so all of the all of those things like whether the numbers are the same or not one earning spots is always more important just like what your dad said john earning spots is always I feel like they would like CrossFit more if that was the case because they just like to lift. They don't actually <laughs> like CrossFit. So totally true. Um, uh, but I think that that's it, it's it's not all it's not that it hits in the heart. It is that, but it's also it's just the right way to do it. This is a competition. It's it, like make make the spots count. You have your inclusion. Everybody's there. Everyone gets their one spot. Now everyone has to earn the rest of the spots, and you have community engagement all the way through you have and, and it, not just because of the show but because of who you're talking about each week you're talking about athletes that would never ever get the conversation never ever get any media attention on them at all other than who's in their gym mm-hmm. unless they're like you know they they do decent in an event at Wadapalooza or something like that because they they're able to kind of hang in like one event but one one of the good things, like one of the main things that people miss about that sanction season, was that there was consistently something to talk about. And you had that sort of like, you know, that kind of football season mm-hmm. thing where every week made a difference, and there was a change, and there was something happening, and like an actual legitimate talking point. And you have actual legitimate talking points here that are coming on a weekly basis, and you can talk like retrospectively about the previous week and talk about what's currently happening and then talk about what could potentially happen next week. So you've got this whole different scope of talking points, media coverage, and this is the stuff that everybody is crying out for. Like, there's not enough this, there's not enough that. And like, yeah, they're talking about money and there's not enough to make stuff matter financially, maybe, um, like John said, but you have this perfect solution to two separate problems and my only concern coming into this was well what's the manpower requirement what's the time requirement right. is it actually feasible but if like no disrespect to mike but if mike can do this on his own like there's no small all, team excuse respect taken there's so no, there's no small team excuse there's no budget with excuse, all due no, respect yeah, yeah. so with all due lack of respect uh mike to, to what uh john's point made earlier was <clears throat> you talked about the women and bills he's making now I just went back and looked is look at South American men after the third and final quarterfinal submission. Guy is still somewhere out there in the bottom outside Crazy. the top one. Won, and he won quarterfinals. But okay. So here's, yes. Well, here's the next thing. South America got two spots, even without him effectively like trying that hard to get in there mm-hmm. and where did Guy finish if Guy went hard enough and two or one other as you guys were saying earlier and they get a third one Guy's going to the CrossFit Games yeah mm-hmm. right <clears throat> so th- that's that's what we're talking about here and you can even see it like I'm just thinking here like camps like mayhem hwpo like majority are in one region uh like Guy's more mostly an exception there um for him but like augustine raquel may probably is right next to him and the two of them at mayhem could take everything else that mayhem's telling them and say hey we can actually try here and do this better and 
figure this out. Same goes for like the program in Europe or like some of these other camps that they could actually get people together and say, Hey, we have to go do really well for Europe here. Like we can, we can fight another day with some of these other camps, but we got to figure this out. And so that could be another storyline that just gets introduced by making it matter here versus just a two year look back where it's just sort of like, well, Tia was there last year. So Oceana should get a spot or like some yeah. of the way that's like that, that annual wrestle over like continental points or continental places. Yeah. And then it splits off that at semifinals of like, all right, screw you guys. <laughs> like, <we're off> <laughs> yeah. <again>. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Mike, you crushed it. Like serious oh. work, dude. Very I'm glad fun. you got other people on here because I would have put myself to sleep. Uh, <laughs> so thank you for putting this together. Chip. No, yeah. they, thank you for all the time and effort that went like those are the coolest graphics I could have never, ever dreamed of making. Uh, and, and, and all honestly, the calculations. They made the explanation much, uh, much easier. I, I can't think of how Chase would explain this without those graphics. No. Yeah, the it, wouldn't have worked. It would have been impossible. So, Mike, thank you for all your work. That, that made it awesome. Uh, thanks to all the guests that came on the show. John, Pedro, thank you for waking up. I think it's, what, 4, 10 in the morning? Uh, 10 past, yeah, 4, 10. All right, yeah. And then... Actually, uh, I, I actually feel like I look like I've had a stroke. And I'm, like, a little bit concerned <laughs> that my left side of my face is drooping. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and then, uh, most of all, thank you guys for joining the show. Thank you, Savan, for giving us, basically, the time slot and everybody else pushing with this. And thank everybody, you guys, for showing up. What if... Right. And, and here's the thing. If it's not going to happen, it's going to happen. If it's not going to happen, it's still going to happen because <laughs> we are going to do this every week during the open and quarterfinals and just drive Mike into the freaking ground to be making us all this Chase, type Chase, of content. Chase, don't you work at CrossFit? Can't you talk to somebody to make it happen? <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I work on the affiliate do your team. part, bro. Come on now. <laughs> He's taking calls from affiliates all day. That's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I had four hours of affiliate calls today. I'm it was wonderful. But uh, I, well, you know, like if they want to show, if they if they want to see it, you know, they have Instagram DMs that you guys can send this video to. So, uh, hey, hey, there there were a couple people in the beginning that were confused on what you have music playing. Why is what? There's an intermission. You guys, I, I you have to understand that the idea that Chase was putting together was. All right, let me package this together so you can see what it looks like week by week. Yeah. So, yeah, there were a couple commercials or like intermissions and the music, and that that was the show feel, not normal podcast yeah. setup, just so you guys know. Like, that's why that yeah. was that setup that way. Yeah, these would so, be like a week up. one, like eight different things, weekly show, one off, 15 minutes with, yeah, music and graphics and leaderboards and uh, everything else in between. So, all right. Great job, Chase. Thank good you. Job. Yeah, yes. that was good. Thank and, you for putting and, it together, Chase. Yeah. And and from your when you first brought it up on our show, the idea yeah. to this, you're right. The graphics made it much easier to understand how it was going, why it was going, the importance of where it was going. So yeah. the great idea that was a great good. idea, man. I just want to show as possible and how exciting it can possibly be. And if it's not going to go that way, then we'll manufacture our own fun next year. Totally. All right, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Pass on the word. Share it with your friends and realize that we may have stumbled on something great. Other than that, happy Friday. Have a great weekend. See you next time.